Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. 49 to 51, that was the vote. And with that, Chuck Schumer does not get his most radical abortion bill. I call it his. It belongs to the Democratic Party. And yes, I say it's radical. And no, I'm not about to apologize for that. I will, however, triple down. Gladly and joyfully. Triple down on the idea that it is radical. And thankful that it was voted down. That Joe Manchin crossed the party lines and said, I'm not going to be any part of this, which should have been the rational response from the Democratic Party to legislation that absolutely does away with states' rights. The potential overturning of Roe versus Wade, as we have discussed, does not do away with abortion in the United States. It returns it as an issue to the states, and they get to decide. What we know is that this is not what the political left wants. They don't want the states to decide. They want the states to do. They want the states to fall in line. They want the states to do what it is they are told. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. First, let's be clear, uh, Chuck Schumer is completely okay with protests in front of justices' homes. Are you, are you comfortable with the protests that we saw outside the homes of Supreme Court justices over the weekend? If protests are peaceful, yes. My house is, there's protests three, four times a week outside my house. That's the, uh, the American way to peacefully protest is okay. And I've been, that's my wife. Sorry. Um, maybe there's a protest outside. But so, so as long as they are peaceful, that's, that's okay with me. Good to know. But they're not peaceful because the intent is to intimidate. And we're not talking about an elected official here. And I would also be freaked out by that. I mean, talk about the thing that turns people off about running for office. If you protest at my office, I'm fine with it. At my home, it's it's different. You've got kids, you've got a family, etc. It's different. And as we have seen from the Antifa-esque protests, do they stay not violent? That's usually not the case, now is it? But the concept of them, right from the quick... The concept of them is, of course, to intimidate. That's their purpose. And Chuck Schumer was simply despondent by the idea that this legislation did not get passed. Oh, he just could not, could not believe it. But this legislation was terrible. And I'm thrilled that it didn't happen. I'm thankful that it didn't happen. But we should ask ourselves what it is they were trying to do in the first place. What they were trying to do 
was say, if we can't have Roe v. Wade, we will pass legislation that allows abortion in all 50 states, no matter what. Now, I favor the idea that you would go the legislative route. I'm fine with the legislative route. I prefer the legislative route over the edict of the court creating a law where one does not exist, a right where one does not exist. There is no right to an abortion. Now, if you want to argue bodily autonomy, it's an interesting argument, but you aren't just dealing with one body. Well, that body can't survive without my body. Well, now you want to start making the play that the body that can't survive without your body is some kind of virus. That's a weird play, man. I wish you the best of luck on that. If we really get honest with each other, if we really start discussing, you know, how uh, these, these things, these things can get pretty heavy. And they are worthy of discussion. And you and I may disagree. And the state of Indiana may disagree with the state of Oregon. Why shouldn't they be able to? Why shouldn't they be able to disagree? And whether they allow something or don't allow something. Well, Tony, why don't we decide to let the states to allow or not allow murder? Okay, now show me the state that's going to allow murder. See, some things are just self-evident. Some things are self-explanatory. Murder should be against the law in a liberty society because you cannot take my life and I cannot take yours. We only discuss the idea of taking a life after a crime has been adjudicated and we decide that the crime is heinous enough that that is the remedy that is chosen. And even then, we see states doing away with the death penalty. reasoned conversation rational people get us there you know it's not rational the view a conversation Some that's limitations un- but not yes this is an law. uncomfortable conversation we have to have at what point does a baby in the womb have rights listen separate from it, it doesn't matter what you think when you think it is if i don't think that's that that's when it is but listen but every i don't have this i don't have to tell you it's none of your business it's your decision yeah what you do with your body and how your family it's works a really and for me i don't care what your religious beliefs are but it's not even religious it's but it really is. This is all based Rob is freaking out. We got to stop. Uh, it doesn't matter. That's a great line, Whoopi. Right there in the beginning. What point does a baby in the womb have rights? It doesn't matter. My right supersedes right of baby. Well, maybe we should find that an interesting conversation because within that, Whoopi Goldberg is admitting that it's indeed a baby. And then she wants to engage the idea of superiority uh, with her rights being uh, superseding the rights of this child. Other people, uh, they've got a real issue with that. So why, oh, why, oh, why do we want the idea of a federal government mandating upon to us what we can and cannot do? Mandating upon to us uh, that uh, we, we can uh, allow 
on this federal level the usurpation of the state's rights because the Schumer legislation would have done away with, for example, partial birth abortion bans in states. But the people voted on that. They voted for, for, for legislators, and they voted for representatives, and they, they, they may have gone to the polls to vote for it, and they voted on this stuff. Now the federal government wants to take that away. When the people said, we want a restriction on this. We want to be able to slow this down. There are some things we find unacceptable because what we have decided, no matter what Whoopi Goldberg thinks, that yes, there comes a moment where the baby has... Now, some people might believe that's after a first trimester. Some people uh, might believe that is at the moment of conception. Some people will believe at three years old and you could probably kill a kid before then. Some of these infanticide people are very special. I'm not saying they believe three years old. I'm saying they believe that you can kill a child out of the womb. They believe it. Does it matter at that moment? If it doesn't matter at what point the baby in the womb has rights, does it matter outside the womb? If you tell me, well, you see, it doesn't matter inside the womb because the child can't survive without the mother, let me tell you a little bit about what I know about being a parent. Just a little bit, right? This may come as a shock uh, to many. I learned that my child cannot survive without uh, some adult providing uh, for their care. If my child had to survive on their own, my child would be dead. Oh, by the way, so would your child because babies can't survive on their own. They cannot advocate for themselves. So therefore, it takes an adult, what we call the parent, not the birthing person, the parent, to advocate for them, to feed them, to recognize their needs and provide for them. And the question now, Whoopi, is why should that only take place outside of the womb? Why is that not an in utero conversation? If the rights of the baby don't matter, why can't pregnant women smoke for the love of God? Why can't they do a couple of shots? You know, not good bourbon, but some rot gut. Why not? Would she approve of such a thing? Whoopi's problem is that she's never once been confronted with a conversation that forces her to examine her position. And what I have found in my life is that way too many people don't self-examine their position. Now, I will admit, I'm a freak. I do this all the time. I do this all the time and everywhere. I am always questioning myself. I am always going over things again and again and again and again and again. Because... Well, I want to make sure that I'm right. I want to make sure I understand the subject. I understand the thesis. I've worked my way down the line. 
This brings us to a very unique one-two punch. I shared some of it yesterday. I couldn't believe it when Janet Yellen said it. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, stating that abortion is important because it helps the economy. Well, I believe that eliminating the right of women to make decisions about when and whether to have children would have very damaging effects um, on the economy and would set women back decades. Roe v. Wade and access to reproductive health care, including abortion, helped lead to increased labor force participation. You see, if, if they can just get rid of those, those, those baby things, they can get back to work and pay their taxes. That's a messed up take. And I will share with you the response from Senator Tim Scott coming up. Remind me to do that. Oh, it's so good. But when I first heard that, I was like, that's a crazy, crazy take. Enter Representative Katie Porter of California, Democrat, who I, I thought had something on the ball. Not, not so much. Listen. Well, I don't think they compare. I think they actually reinforce each other. So the fact that things like inflation can happen and it can become more expensive to feed your kids and to fuel your car um, is exactly why people need to be able to be in charge of how many mouths they're going to have to feed. So I think the fact that we're seeing this jump in expenses, um, that we're seeing people having to pay more in the grocery store, pay more at the pump, pay more for housing, is a reason that people are saying, I need to be able to make my own decisions about when and if to start a family. So I don't think we're going to see them. I don't think it's like about comparing them or contrasting them i think they reinforce for people just how big can we stop the decision to have a family in the main comes before the pregnancy and there are families all across the country that have discussed do not have kids until you can afford it don't have more kids than you can afford my my family, uh, my parents had that conversation with me. I have already had my that conversation with my kids. A rational, reasonable conversation. Her argument is that if if you don't have Roe v. Wade, well, someone can't uh, you know get pregnant and then decide oh I can't afford the baby and have the abortion you know and and that's a good cost savings measure. Abortion as cost savings measure is as gruesome. I, I don't know what's more gruesome, her or, or Janet Yellen. But I would tell you, based on just anecdotal evidence, that neither one of these two is representative of women in America. They may be very well uh, representative of progressives in America, but they're not representative of women in America, or at least the women I've run into. I, I said it was anecdotal. I'm saying that it is. Man, that's gruesome. Gruesome. But when they can't go down the road of just the most ugly comments ever, they go down the road of, well, clinically insane. Representative Cory Bush. Oh, if you have kids in the car, um, enjoy. You know, but, but the, the thing is this, 
opposition to abortion care has never been about a babies. It's never been about children, because if it was, we'd have better resources for when the child is actually born. Um, but so it's never about that. It's just about control. It's about who our government sees as fully human in this country. You know, and so it takes me to this, uh, to this joy, you know, um, there's a reason why we don't see sperm regulation legislation. There's a reason why we don't see mandated vasectomies. You know, the very idea that we would take away men's bodily autonomy, it's outrageous, like it's unfathomable. You know, but truthfully, sperm are busy. It's busy. Who's regulating that? Who's saying something about it? I didn't see the senator say anything about that. Where is that legislation? The, the sperm are busy. This is this is the best they've got when they can't discuss abortion as a cost savings measure or a tax increaser. Well, uh, a tax revenue increaser, at least uh, they can go through the old canard of uh, forcing men to get vasectomies. That's we live in. We live in a great time, don't we? I'm Tony Katz.